What would we do, baby, without us? Shalala. Hello and welcome to episode three of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and tonight we'll be talking about episode three titled I Know Jennifer's Boyfriend. This one aired originally on the 6th of October, 1982. And uh, with me is my guest host for the evening. I have Mr. Brendan Creasy here. Hello. Uh, you guys might know him sure better know. as Brendo Man, if you uh, are if a podcast fan. Listen to Radio Brendo Man at all with Phil it's, and I. It's my other show. You guys have probably probably heard us mention it occasionally. Yeah. Um, and uh, we just sat here and watched um, I Know Jennifer's Boyfriend, the third episode. Now, we kind of had something exciting had happen. happen. We were like, with about five minutes left on the show, what happened? We're sitting here watching the show, and we hear tires screeching like a car is like skidding and then we hear a very loud crash right outside your house and i immediately was like oh no somebody hit my car popped in my head yeah and sure enough we go outside and i had parked um on the curb outside your house not in the driveway because i'm a polite person and i don't park in people's driveways usually right and um now i might start (laughs) because somebody had smashed like basically crashed into the front of my car and they had left their vehicle they we saw her like take off running running down the street and then your whole neighborhood was outside we had like a mini block party somebody called a bunch of people called the cops and then it took an hour for the cops to get here and then she came back to the scene after the cops got here, and so the cops decided it said it was not a hit and run. It wasn't a DUI or a hit and well, run. Well, they couldn't prove it. Yeah, because but her, you were totally nobody not saw at fault. her driving the car. By right. the time everybody got, because everybody was inside, it wasn't like we were. If it had been a, I wish that it had been a situation where we were all outside talking, right? Because then we would have seen her. Although someone might have been killed, <laughs> so it was good. It's true. But the, at least, the worst part, though, is that we were like five minutes away, and I didn't know. Spoiler alert! I guess not because you're supposed to watch the show. I had watched the show. You already had, but I hadn't watched it yet. Was Jennifer gonna dance? We were. She was about we to were say. Waiting. The last line before we paused it was, "I don't know. I want to I dance with them, the but guts. I don't know if I Hannah. I don't have the guts." And then we had to go outside for three hours and deal with the nonsense. Deal with all that nonsense. And my car is pretty totaled. It's totaled. The front wheel is like off the frame of the car. There's like, I was like that springy thing, and you're like, I'm pretty sure that's a shock. Yeah, but don't that's take like, my word for it. There's though. like car parts on the ground. Yeah, it's um, crazy. And my, but because I had just gotten rid of my collision insurance, so yeah. my car insurance was like, well, we're gonna have to go through their insurance. But it turns out we have the same car insurance company, so I don't know how that works. But they just talk to each other. We're gonna go into this in detail on Radio Brendo yes, Man. So true. listen to this week's at RadioBrendo.com. Yeah, you can hear our, all the details. We're gonna hear all the details, but it was crazy. You know, there's nothing better to get your mind off of something like that than to watch a classic episode of. Family ties. Sha-la-la-la. Tell us your what's your history uh, with family ties? Did you watch it as a kid? I mean, Do you remember it at obvious, all? I mean, like in the eighties, it was all. It was a very. It was a popular hit show. Um, I def. I don't think. I don't. I don't remember watching it like super, super young. Of course, I was only two when this right, episode when first, aired. Right. So I don't really have memories of that. Uh, my first real memory of anything is seeing Return of the Jedi in 1983, so that was still a year out. Yeah, um, from that. So 
Um, but then I do remember watching the show when I was like probably like five or six. And I definitely remember it was a really big deal when um, Nikki was born. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess they followed the classic TV formula of, oh, Jennifer's a teenager now. We Not don't have cute a cute anymore, kid. Because right. Jennifer here is still kind of the cute kid. Right. Say funny kid things. Right. Um, but like when Jennifer got to be a teenager... They couldn't really do that anymore, so they needed that cute kid, and that's where Nikki, which, so you got a few years off yeah, from that. Yeah, we'll get there, but, but yeah. Um, but I definitely remember that, and I remember after Back to the Future, especially watching Family Ties, just because Michael J. Fox was the man, right. you know, like, everybody loved Michael J. Fox, he was a huge deal, and so, um, yeah, so that was my All right. experience of the show. I know my mom and dad definitely watched it, because it was, like, on, was it on NBC? Yes. So I know I I feel like it because like I know my mom my mom watched never missed an episode of Cheers and so I feel like it was also I mean I don't think it was on the same night but it was definitely like my mom watched all those shows my mom and dad and and then it was on reruns too a lot. Sha-la-la-la. Okay, so now uh, it's time for a little episode summary. If you could give me just a brief, you know, what t- tell us what happened in the show. So basically what happens is Jennifer has a friend, Justin. So Justin is her little friend who happens to be a boy. And she's now at the age where it's not socially acceptable to be hanging out with members of the opposite sex. They say she's 10 and in the episode, yeah, right? She's she's turning 10. And um, her friends give her, they prank call the house when Justin's over. And you witness that. And Jennifer gets very upset. And then she basically gets peer pressured into dumping Justin as a friend. And she says, oh, he's not my friend anymore. And then Mallory suggests they have a 50s dance for Jennifer's birthday party. Even though that's not what Jennifer clearly doesn't want that. (laughs) She just wants to have a fun night with her friends, her girlfriends. And they're like, oh, that's dumb. Why would you want to have a fun night with your girlfriends? You need to have Um, boys there. You need to have boys there. And we need to have a 50s dance party. So not only is it a co-ed party, it's a (laughs) co-ed dance party. Um, at 10, mind at 10 you. years old. And, and then they basically are like, and then they get them. So they have the dance and the boys and girls won't dance with each other. And then Jennifer dances with Justin and then everybody's happy. All right. And that's it. That's good. Yeah. And, and, uh, Elise, the mom does give like a big long speech yeah. about how she really pressures her because this she, is, she needs, because women and, and, and when you're an adult, it's really hard for women and men to be friends. So you need to have, and I get what she's saying, but it's just, it just seems too much to put on a 10-year-old kid. Well, and she even said, um, uh, Jennifer says, you're not going to put the entire women's weight of the women's on, movement on me, yeah, are you? Which was funny. Yeah. So, um, But there was a lot of pressure. Um, the only other the thing, I guess, that was in her, I don't know if this would, would, this, would this be, but I had thought that the 50s thing had started with Back to the Future. Like, that's why the 50s were real popular in the 80s. Okay. But I don't think that, I think it was just, because you, but then you, then I thought back and I'm like, well, no, because I think that's just a general thing. Like, you're, you're nostalgic for like whatever generation. So I think there was already a general 50s nostalgia happening. Yeah. Well, because clearly they're having this 50s. Well, and they party. refer back to, um, to, to Happy Days. Yeah. Which is a 70s show about the 50s. Yeah. Plus you've got like, uh, um, uh, help me out, George Lucas. 
Oh, um, American uh, Graffiti. American Graffiti, thank and you. And I guess that, but I, so, you know. I, for me, like, I just, as a kid, Back to the Future really sparked a lot of that. Yeah. But I think it was it was obviously already it was going in, it on. It was going on, Because yeah. they had, like, poodle skirts and, and like, everybody and like, I don't know, it just was goofy. I just, I had, for, I guess I had, I had forgotten how prevalent 50s nostalgia was in the 80s. Yeah. And it was extremely prevalent every dance every yeah. like theme thing, i just remember cool. like poodle skirts wearing a poodle like for like halloween costumes mm-hmm. and just like general like the boys got it easy because we wore like a white t-shirt yeah slick your hair back in a pair of jeans you get that ducktail thing yeah, everybody was wearing that roll up the cuffs of your yeah. jeans so um, it was an easy costume but and it was also crazy seeing uh michael j fox in like a proto marty mcfly 50s yeah but a little bit more tough well, yeah, it was it more was, of a Biff. Yeah, if if if, yeah. if Marty was like Biff's sidekick, <laughs> yeah, if he got cast as one of the sidekicks, that's what he because he was wearing like the tough guy jacket. And he had the total like the ducktail like, duck hair, hair. Yeah. and um and like because his dad even called him the Fonz. Right. Sha la la la. All right. So, well, here's what Wikipedia. There's I wanted to read this. Here. This is their description of the episode and the okay. little thing. Um, I see if you catch what I caught. Because she is friends with a nerdy boy, Jennifer is teased at school. To stop the teasing, she decides not to be friends with him anymore. Anything strike stand out at you there? Well, um, she's not teased at school. She's teased at home. Right. Well, here's what... And she doesn't, like, it doesn't, there's no resolution. Right. This is the big thing for me, though. It says, because she is friends with a nerdy boy. That was not a part of the show at all. Like the kid was wearing glasses, but that wasn't it like never came in. They I weren't mean, making fun of him because he, he was a nerd. Just a nerd because they're just making fun of him because he was a boy. Although he clearly is a nerdy boy. It, it's true. I just f- felt it interesting that whoever wrote that description felt it necessary to put that but in. But that's there. unnecessary. That that's 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 a little because that, that's not part of why. It's just that he's a boy. He was a boy, right? Boy being in front of. Their I mean, he is a nerdy boy. Yeah. He he actually Justin reminded me of when Vanessa Bayer on SNL is like the theater kid. Oh yeah, because he was very like Why theatrical, like oh geez, like he felt like one of those kids. Yeah, like it was great. He had some funny lines yeah. though, but very like not saying things that a kid would say, and that was kind of the whole joke with his character yeah. was like. Oh, this kid! Are you sure this kid's only in fourth grade? Like you must be. <laughs> right. You're gonna be a real hit in high school because he's like, she has such an impact on my yeah. life. I feel like there's a, a gap in my life without her. A void. Or yeah, something. it was pretty ridiculous. And I, so I, I don't know what's going on with this Justin kid, but because you know, like Jennifer is always like a tomboy kind of character, right? Like the, she's reading Sports and, Illustrated. And in she, the yeah, she was reading Sports Illustrated, and she's always kind of. So I would assume that she would be friends with like a tough boy, right? But I guess she likes right. she likes the soft, sensitive boys to That's hang right. out with. I mean, it's not a romantic thing either. It's no, they're clearly, just friends, right? right? They're just buds. But yeah. Also, just a, a quick like trivia note: This is the first time we see Jennifer's room. I on love. The show. 80s kids TV a TV room because it's like, huge. First of all, she has a ginormous room, and like and the, the messy whole is house, there's a couple stuffed animals. Stuffed animals. Around. I mean, they were blocking the door. Yeah, but still, I mean, she didn't have anything like because since it's 82, like and she's young, there wasn't like Teen Idol. Like I can't wait to see Mal. What's Mallory's, Mallory's room? room? Have you seen Mallory? Well, no, up to this it? point, we we've haven't. seen the kitchen, we've seen the living room. I watched the other two episodes, so yeah, we haven't and, seen. And now Jennifer, that's it. Mallory's room's got to be like Teen Idol postered out, 
and there's probably like Michael Jackson stuff and I'm just trying to figure out but Jennifer is pretty generic little girl's room. Yeah. She did have an that owl clock I remember having that was like to teach you how to tell time. Oh yeah. yeah like yeah. that was kind of like this cuz I remember that owl clock there was not a whole lot of licensed stuff. No, it was pretty um, like stuffed animals like and very pink generic stuff. stuff, pink stuff. But the only the licensed toys that I saw was that I saw that owl clock and then couldn't see any other like action figures or anything like that because uh-uh. like yeah, that's what i always hope for getting kids rooms like in the 80s like you think of like flight of the navigator or like even like you know like ben Seaver's room and growing pain and stuff it's like 80s toys yeah 80s posters this was not really that yeah i think we might get there though this i think early mallory's on room and then like what does alex's room look like probably uh, got, you know wait. alex has like a giant picture of ronald reagan or oh, some for sure, for silly sure. thing on there and he's always and because like in this one, of course, he's reading the newspaper, his classic Wall Street Journal. Sha la la la. All right, well, let's. Uh, we're going to talk about our guest star here. There's only one credited guest star, which is the kid that plays Justin. Justin. And uh, this is kind of fun. His name is Jeremy Schoenberg, and he was on a number. Uh, he did a number of appearances as a kid on TV shows. His first credit was Days of Our Lives. He was actually a regular on there as a kid named Johnny, and he was nominated for a Young Artist Award in 1986. That's where he gets that. That's where he gets that dramatic acting. Yeah, I was totally like about. Uh, soap opera acting. Then this is cool. He was the voice of Linus on the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show and in a number of Charlie Brown movies. He definitely, okay, now that now that's clicking because he has a Linus voice. Yeah, and if you go back and listen. Because like, it's very dramatic kid yeah, voice. it totally matches. He was on, I don't know, a bunch of episodes, like 17 episodes of a show plus a couple Flash of movies. Beagle. Oh, yeah, dude. Flash Beagle, Snoopy's and, getting married. Yeah. Um, and he was also nominated for Young Artist Award as Linus. Flash Beagle in 1984 was huge. I had the cassette tape Did and you I really? had the song, <laughs> the theme song, because it was How's like it, go? it was Can like you a give us a little bit of it. Flash Beagle, I think it was like because it's like Flash Dance, but <laughs> right, like right, right, but it was like Flash Beagle, Flash Beagle. <laughs> I don't, I just, I, I, I can't remember, <laughs> but I remember Beagle. we listened to it a lot. I'm to but look it had now. it had a lot of great songs on it. It had the the song called Lucy Says. <laughs> and it was all just like Lucy's the boss, Lucy's the boss. So listen to Lucy, listen to Lucy. <laughs> Lucy says I'm gonna marry Schroeder someday. Like this is the song. <laughs> Lucy says I'm gonna be the queen of the world. And I remember all because I listened. It was like one of those tapes I listened to because I remember awesome. I had that and I had the um the because you know there was Disco Duck yeah but then also Disney the Sesame Street one. but they made Disney made their own like Disco Donald Duck because Disco Duck wasn't related to Donald Duck well like, I had the Disco Donald but one, then the Disco was. Donald Duck yeah I shouldn't say had it I have it on my shelf and it had right Macho Duck remember yeah, Macho, Macho Duck? Duck yeah absolutely <laughs> I still so, have that yeah dude that and Flash Beagle were like my two big tapes okay so Jeremy Schoenberg's like his final credit as an actor. Was a 1992 video game called Girls Club. And oh I, man! I have to read the description of this. I ha- this sounds great. It's a humorous Philip CDI game. Of course, it was that combines some elements of a board game, a dating sim, and especially a matchmaking game. Heidi Lucas of Nickelodeon's Salute Your yeah, Shorts so fame, Dee Dee, is the host of a full motion video matchmaking simulation for teen girls. 
One to four players can join I Heidi's girl I club party, this. and she'll help you pick your dream boyfriend from over 20 teenagers, each of them wh- whom has a different style and attitude. So he was one of the boys. I think I remember reading a review from. for this in Electronic Gaming Monthly, because I remember they specifically brought up Heidi Lucas, because she's also in, like, she's also in, like, Stridex commercials and stuff, <laughs> and she was, she was, like, the real, the, the, the pretty girl in Salute Your Shorts. Adina, not Didi, Dina. Okay. Well, so there you go. That's his final credit. And they didn't, none of the other characters, because the other ones were just like, you know, extras on the show. So that was the only uh, credit for uh, extras, for uh, guest stars. Yeah. Only guest star. Sha la la la. All right. So uh, we got some music to talk about. <laughs> now, this is some, pretty cool. Because it was all replacement music, pretty clearly. Well, because it's supposed to be the 50s so thing, they, right? They, they mention what's actually in the jukeboxes. They're like, oh, we got the penguins. We got all this stuff. And then I'm like, we're not going to hear any of those songs. Well, they mention a thing called Blue Shoes Boogie. And if I remember correctly, yeah. There's no, like, I don't think that's a real thing. Like, that, that was a song that they were going to have to play. But then this is where it gets interesting. So. Uh, during the 50s dance, they have this song playing, and the lyrics go, Can you see my head is reeling? There's so many things I'm feeling. Don't you know what I'm thinking of? I'm so in love. Goes on and on. And immediately you said, that's not a real 50s song. So I look it up, and there is a funny thing. This guy named Bobby Garcia, mm-hmm. 50999, has been trying to solve this mystery for a while now. He's posted on various different stuff, including Facebook and Answers.com and all over the place, Yahoo. So... He puts the lyrics and he's trying to find out if it's a real song or not. But what's interesting is that same song. It's probably also, on other TV shows. It appeared on the 2000 movie Where the Heart Is. Oh, and yeah. So this is clearly a Muzak song. So it's totally like a can it's song. It's like those can songs. Because we we I watched a lot of Nano 2 and 0 and they did the same thing. Right. So there's these like fake songs that they put in that you can't find these songs. They're not, not real, real songs. songs. Right. They're like your moving sound songs. Like the moving soundtrack. And it, like you'd have to, it's probably in some stock yeah. song library, and that stuff's not, you can't just find that stuff. But I love that Bobby Garcia, he has been posting all over the place for like five years trying to find, and no one can come up with it, because that's exactly what it is. So anyway, I think it's pretty great. If you want to hear another clip of it, Where the Heart Is, is where you can find that. Yeah. So he's he's even saying, like, here's where it is. I'm trying to yeah. find it. Yep. And he, no and luck yet. It's not a real. That's because it's, it's not, not a real. real. I'm sorry. It's like trying to find that. I've been. Because there's this the one, one on. Yeah. Do the name, to another to use. I've been around the world. I've been with every girl. And that's like. They play that song like. It's in at least five episodes. Not a real song. And it's because it's it's because it, they basically at one point, probably when the show aired, there was a real song in there. Right. And it was probably some expensive song. So when they came back in for the video release, um, since they didn't have the rights, they just stuck in one of these. They probably have a library at whatever TV studio yeah. they're doing these. Yep. And they just stuck it in there. So the question is then, when this originally aired, was there another song? Or I what did they you, use this can music back then? I doubt they used the can music. Cause but I haven't been able to track it down yet. Bobby Garcia, 50999. If you're out there <laughs> and you figured out more, let us know. You're not You're not going to find these songs. You I don't can't. think so. Ghosts, I don't think it's out there. songs. Sha-la-la-la. All right. So uh, we got a few jokes to explain in our Explain That yeah. Joke segment. Um we're going to go through quite a few here. Because you got to figure a TV writer's room now is leaning pretty old. And like and those guys in the 80s, these are probably dudes that have been writing TV since TV started. Yep. So these are like old time TV writer's room dudes. 
and you're going to get that older time TV writer humor. All right, so a few that we got in there, um, and some of these like our you know listeners more close to our age might know them, but some of our younger listeners might not. So the first one, um, I think Jennifer says, "Thank you, Ranger Rick." There's a magazine, old magazine, and they still publish it. Yeah, but um, I don't know if it's as popular. When I was a kid, when you were a kid. I don't know. I got it. I think every kid got that, right? I didn't get Ranger Rick. I got Highlights, and then I got Boy's Life because I was in Boy Scouts. I got all of those. I got a lot of magazine subscriptions off and on, I guess. I, I, I think I think I don't think we ever had Ranger Rick. I had Zoo News oh, and yeah. Zoo Books. Yeah, got those off and on as well. Because um, we were we were members of the zoo because it was I lived in San Diego, and yeah, so we had those. But I remember as a kid, you wanted like getting those magazines. Oh and, yeah, that was like now when you get thing. a magazine at your house, you're like, what is this? Who Why put am me I on a list? Yeah, although I still do get Mad Magazine. Um, <laughs> FYI, but yeah, Ranger Rick was just one of those nature. Yeah, magazines. nature one had little comics and stuff. Um, okay, another one. This one is another one you thought was fake, and I I had not heard of it. But he's listing off. Uh, Stephen's listing off all these uh people, yeah, the musicians like, they're gonna Elvis. have in there. In their jukebox. The penguins. Elvis, Chuck Berry lists off a bunch of them. Then he says, Snooky Lanson. He said that he was offering to come and he'd perform, perform it in person. And they're like, no, nah, that's So it's okay. like some washed up in 1982, which plays out, actually. Which actually does. And Snooky Lanson is a real person. His real name is Roy Landman, but better known as Snooky Lanson. He was an American singer known for co-starring on the NBC television series, Your Hit Parade. So it was a real guy. Hmm. So he's dead now. He, yeah, he did die. Even at the time, at that time, he was like in his seventies. Yeah. So they made fun of him. Poor guy. Made Poor fun Snooki. of a seventy-year-old man. And then we didn't have another famous Snooky until uh, sometime later. Yeah. Uh, we got an Alan Alda reference. He's yeah, not Alan Alda. Well, at the time, at the time, Mash was a hit television show. Yeah. And and people definitely would have known who yeah. that was. I mean. Well, I know, obviously and then we Fonz, do. I think, wasn't Happy Days still on in 82? It might have been, because I know, I think it started it was definitely like how Ron Howard was gone, but they had a, they had quite a few years even after Ron Howard right. left. But it was definitely fresh in people's minds. Oh, yeah. So, it was uh, still huge. Steven refers to I remember Alex as Fonzie. It was on all the time. That I think it by 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 80s, it was like on reruns oh, all the time. Oh, tons of reruns, yeah. Because I watched it, yeah. and we it, that's how we would have watched it. Uh, another one we got. Um, Mister Cunningham was in those like hefty ads. Yeah. Well, then he was on that Father Dowling mystery. Oh you yeah. Watch those. That I'm was Mister Cunningham in the hefty ads, right? I'm not making that. Yeah, up. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. There was another guy though that looked kind of like him. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was. Okay. Um. Let's see. Then someone. Uh, I think Jennifer said they're talking about oh. Gidget. Yeah. Well, because oh, so what's the dad's name? Uh, Stephen. Stephen was dressed. And, like, so he's making fun of Alex, calls him the Fonz. Right. But he's wearing, like, a goofy 50s outfit. More of a nerdier 50s outfit. Yeah, and kind of like a beach Yeah, like a beach kind of thing. And so Elise, so Elise comes in wearing her poodle skirt, and he says, oh, it's Sandra D. And everybody knows Sandra D. But then she calls him Moondoggy. And I guess San- Moondoggy was the dude on Gidget. On Gidget, right. Because Sandra D is from Gidget, and that was a big deal. Like, there's a movie and TV show. And the show. TV show, right. Because in the and that whole, movie, wasn't it... Uh, um, well, it was uh, what's her face? Sally Field. Sally Field, right? Was yeah, Gidget, not Sandra D. Right, she was Gidget. Sandra D was like her friend. Okay, I think. I, I never know. watched any of that. Well, we didn't explain all I of know, it, it was but very, it's, from, well, it it's was from Gidget. That whole beach movie show right. culture that was huge back then. This was kind of a reference to all that. And Moon Doggy was one of the characters on that show. All right, and finally, um, 
Gidget goes Parisian. That yeah. Was a thing. Oh, well, there's a bunch of books. Oh. It was actually based oh. on a series of books, apparently. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, people, I know people loved Gidget. Yeah. Well, I remember watching some of those like on Nick at Night or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe. But it was I don't big know. on Nick at time. Night. Uh, so finally, they're trying. Uh, there's the whole thing where um, Jennifer doesn't want to dance with the boy. The boys don't want to dance then with the girls. Then they're taking polls and they're like negotiating with him because right. Alex is like, well, eight out of ten boys would dance if they were asked. Yes. So the boys are saying they won't dance unless they get asked, and, and the, the girls, girls are saying the same thing. Asked. So it's like this thing, and then they will. They all oh, if the, only if the boys are taller. Right. There's all these conditions, and so Elise says, "Oh, the salt talks couldn't have been as hard as this." Like what the heck is we that? We didn't know what that was. So apparently, the salt talks were the strategic arms limitation talks. There were two rounds of bilateral conferences and corresponding international treaties involving the United States and the Soviet Union. Basically, we're talking about Cold War, like nuclear, nuclear arms, arms, all that stuff. stuff. And it took place in Helsinki, Finland mm. in 1969. So, it was a little old. But SALT II, also, there was a second one in 1979. So, I guess this went yeah. on for a number of years. So, that could have been. So, the joke That's works. more relevant. Sha-la-la-la. All right, um, so you kind of took my quote there. This is the quote I wrote down as my quote for the episode. Alex is interviewing the boys. Oh, yeah. And he says, uh, he comes back over to tell the family, he says, eight out of the ten boys I interviewed said they danced with a girl. Nine out of ten said we should give Reaganomics Nomics a chance. So I like that. Like you gotta love Alex. He's and he then was his on whole, this episode. And then his other thing, because like Jennifer and Justin are recycling newspapers, and he's like, "You're going against nature." And he's like, "And they're like, what are you talking about?" He's like, "A man uses something, and then he's done with it, so he throws it away. That's nature." And then he buys a new one, and that's nature. <laughs> and that's when that's Dad says, says, "Thank, thank you, you, Ranger yeah, Rick." Yeah. But there you go. Um, but yeah, this that's nature, because of course Alex has to be against recycling, right? It's 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 funny, like, I mean, as a kid, I didn't understand, like, the, you know, Republican right wing well, or whatever. Just even environmentalism is a, while it shouldn't be, it is a bipartisan it, it is, it's weird, issue. right? It's weird. It's strange. All right, well, those are your quotes of the ep. Sha-la-la-la! All right, we're coming down to the end here. What's the moral? What's the moral of this episode? Boys and girls of any age should be friends, and if they're not agreeing, you should have a co-ed dance party to force them to be friends. And that'll totally solve it. You should force your daughter to do something she doesn't want to do. And <laughs> I just have never seen a situation where parents want their kid, want their girl, child, they're actively like pushing her to hang out with boys. I can tell you right now, I'm not going to... Well, it's not just even hang out. When are you going to have a co-ed... At what age would you even find it appropriate to have a co-ed dance party? Well, that's the thing. Like, right now, our kids have boys and girls yeah, come to their birthday party, but we're not making them dance. When are you going to have a co-ed dance party? And then force them to dance That at seems it? like junior high, maybe. I never had a dance party. Is that even a birthday party thing? I don't think so. I never had that. That's so awkward. I mean, you're basically you You're basically forcing your kid into this awkward situation, and that's just supposed to be their happy birthday? Yeah. Like, they, they got into this big fight. Like, they're ye- like Elise is, like, yelling at Jennifer. She's like, doesn't like Jennifer's attitude. I'm like, you did this to her. You made her You created this. this situation. And then she's like, I don't, I'm mad at you, too. And I'm like, why are you mad at your kid for being upset? <laughs> like, you put her in this situation. Well, I, I get it that you're trying to, like, you she's want She's this- trying to teach her a lesson. Yeah, but I'm sorry, but your kid's 10th birthday party is not an appropriate time That's to try and. not the time to make a social teach- statement. And also, like, they're trying to have a fun birthday party. And you're just forcing them into this. I mean. I get it. It's good that you you don't want your 
daughter to like not want to be friends with boys because it because i think that is what complicates things later is because you have this whole social thing like oh but like trying to do that it just seems like there could have seems been like a, a weird time way a to weird handle time it. Yeah. And a weird place yeah but it is now, a now, because the one place where i felt it was appropriate when she was like when Jennifer was talking about not being friends with them and yeah. talking to them anymore, and they're like, hey, you oh, can't let on. other people tell you who to be friends with and control yeah, you. But you that still, part is that's good. That's fine. But you can't force cr- – trying to create some crazy artificial forcing situation, especially on their birthday. Well, also – and this is one other point I would like to just address. This isn't really part of the moral, but – they rented that jukebox for her birthday. That could not that have could been cheap. Not have been cheap. That's crazy. With records, yeah. Jukeboxes are not. Jukeboxes are expensive. expensive. All right. Well, that's even it. in the eighties, they couldn't have been. No, absolutely. They were probably more expensive. Yeah. Because people were actively using jukeboxes in the eighties. Like pizza places still had jukeboxes with records. Yeah. Because I remember when they took it was a round table. By my junior high school, where we used to have our junior high pizza parties and stuff, or at my birthday and like our band pizza party, they did not take the 45s out of there until at least 1994. Man. So they were still playing 45s in that jukebox, making lots of money because we listened to them. And like that was a big deal. Yeah. Like and they still, had one at a birthday party. And like party. renting at a birthday party, like that could not have I'm I'm guessing like hundreds, if not a thousand dollars was spent. Yeah. I mean, the Keatons, they seem to be doing pretty well. Two-income household. Elise is like an architect. Architect. He works for a public so, um, television station. So, like, Manages it. They definitely got to have some money. Well, well, also, like, I guess, like, they're forcing... Because, again, like, they, they didn't even ask if this is... She was pretty clear that this isn't what she <laughs> wanted what she for wanted. her birthday. Well, the moral of the story is there's no money, no amount that is too much... To teach your to kid teach a lesson. To teach your kid a social lesson an at a birthday party. Jukebox, and then, like dressing up like buying poodle skirts or making them and and then all the kids had to dress up if I'm, but all the kids okay. came in as like newsies too though that's yeah there was some like newsy hats and like but i but come on i'm like i'm a parent of a kid i get this phone call come to this birthday come party to this birthday party you have to dress 50s now i gotta find my kid like a 50s outfit yeah, that's when oh we're gonna be out of town that weekend <laughs> it's like what and it's a dance at and their like, house, and it's like Mike, a dance at your house, because I can understand having a dance like at some like public place, or like even at like, because like okay, when I had a kid birthday party, there was like a rec, like you, there was like a rec room you could rent, like at our like because our condos there was like a public pool and a rec room, and people would rent that rec room. I could see having it at the rec right. room, but they're just having this in their living room. Well, if you had a living room as big as the Keatons, it had, is a very then, big living you know, room. Maybe it would be a problem. But it still just seems like. All right, I'm bringing my '50s dress kid over to this house. And you're gonna make him dance with girls, and he's complaining, and I, that's I, that's such a headache for me as like a parent. Yeah, I don't want to. I'm like, what are these Keatons doing? <laughs> Another Keaton party. Sha la la la. All right, well, that uh, just about brings us to the end here. Uh, Brendan, where can we find you on the internet? I'm a Brendo man on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. RadioBrendo.com, my other shows, they're all on the Benview Network, BenviewNetwork.com, we got Popsicles, we got MBWS, Mr. Brendo's Wrestling Show, if you're into professional wrestling, Um, and um, yeah, it's all the other stuff, BrendoMan.com, all kinds of good stuff. There's a lot of hours of you talking on the internet, as with me, so... If you want to hear more of Brendan, it's easy to find. We've been talking on the internet since 2006. 
It's a lot of talking. 2004. 2004, yeah. Give yourself credit. 12 years. And then before that, we were talking to nobody also on the radio. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for being here for this episode. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on the internet at alexpkeatonismyfriend.com. You can also go on Facebook, like our page, and get some updates there. Um, If you would like to contact us, you can uh, find us or you can email us at alexpkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com. Um, thank you all for listening and join us next time for a very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby? Without us, Shalala. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.